he will come in quietly and he will set up traps all around the house and at the appropriate time he will detonate those traps and bring massive destruction uh, in, in the home. So you don't want to do that. Uh, you don't want to do that. We need to pray for deliverance today from the spirit of pornography. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you back. We want to thank you guys for watching. And today I'm here with my friend, Pastor Bill and Pastor Mark. Two awesome men of God who has all the years of marriage under their belt. I'm soaking up so much from them. I'm soaking up so much from them today. And we want to continue in the book of Ephesians talking about the structure of marriage and giving you some um, insight on marriages and how you can build your marriage and build it stronger and better so that you can really enjoy that intimate, that love, that peace in your home. So, Pastor, let's start off with Pastor Bill. We're going to pick on him this time. Pastor Bill, (laughs) I know you've been married for a long time. I know you've been married. If there's one thing, before we get back to this word submission, because it seems like we we kind of not really stuck there, but because we want people to understand so much what submission means, because we have taken that out of context so much that it caused so much friction in marriages. If you have to give an, an, uh, um, some kind of advice to a young man who you think that is um, kind of stuck on, I'm the man of my house, you got to submit to what I said. Especially, you know, we have all those people chitter-chattering in our ears out there, and we bring that at home. What would you say to them? I have never yet seen a man uh, that sane arguing with himself. <laughs> and so when you get married and you become one, yeah. it's it's kind of ironic how you listen to yourself more than you did when you were single. And so one of the things that a man has to do, especially, is to respect. I see respect as very important. Respect whom God has sent you, especially if you believe that God has sent you this individual and you are wanting to get married or you are already married, you have to honor them. You know, give honor to whom honor is due. And this is another person that's coming alongside you that doesn't think like you, was not raised the way you were. So it's important, in answer to your question, it's important that we honor our mate in relationship. If we honor our mate, it's amazing how that person will listen to what you say. You know, if you want love, you have to sow love. If you want honor, you have to sow honor. And so if you want submission, you have to sow submission. That's great. That's that's a good answer. Yeah. And I'm going to switch over to Pastor Mark where I'm known with the the years of marriage that you have. I know you had friends. Uh, okay, using myself as an example, I had some some crazy friends. <laughs> Want to go out and drink every afternoon after after work, and then when you say, "Well, I'm going home to my family," they begin to um, try to sow those seeds of discouragement to get you to go the opposite way. But because you know that you love your wife, you love your family, and you want to live life the way God. And and again, before I. I truly submit. There were some things that I was, you know, flip-flopping in and out, in and out. I know the Lord, but I wasn't doing what is right before I totally submit to God. Yeah. 
And I, I allowed them to talk me into going over there. And after I began to grow and evolve into the man that I am today, even though I'm hearing some of those chit-chatting still, it cannot swear me to get off that path. It, it can't pull me off that path. I'm already submitted to God's rules and his laws so that I am going home to my family. I'm going to spend time with my family. What was your experience with that as friends in, in your marriage? Well, I've really never had a lot of uh, what you call friends. Mm. I've always had a close circle of just, just a few. Mm. And uh, my close circle uh, were, were married. Some mm. of them were married and, uh, wow. and some were not. Mm. So I really didn't have a lot of experience in that regard. Mm. Um, but I did find that there are some things that I liked to do before we got married mm. that became a snare in marriage mm -hmm. like uh let me give you this testimony i guess my lord <laughs> when i was younger i loved playing video games <laughs> video games going to the arcade and all of that i loved just doing that just uh, i mean that was that was a time so those were childish ways right and I would go, I wouldn't mind going to the arcade and just spend $20 and $30 and $50 and just crazy, crazy sort of stuff yeah. uh, prior to marriage. Because I was using that really, I look back on it now, I was using it really as um, a, a healing or medication, uh, so to speak, because uh, getting away from stress and it was, it was that, it was a diversion for me. Mm -hmm. And doing and, and seeing the the people that were in the arcades and talking to them and all that stuff, so I understand why it was there. But but when I became married, those sort of things had to drift away, right? Because I wouldn't need that anymore. But I had to mature. I had to grow. Right. And I believe, Pastor Bill, as you said earlier, um, the person that we were when we before we got married, that person grows, should grow and and evolve. Pastor Nelson said, you grow and evolve. So we're, I'm not the same person I was when I first got married. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have necessarily people uh, tugging on me to, hey, come out and do things. But I had other former habits that I had. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, that would try to pull me out and pull me out in a way. And while we're on that subject, here comes another one that just pops up in my head. Here we go. Are you ready for this one? You ready? ready? Ready. Okay, come on. Let's stay with him now. <laughs> we're going to have to talk. As we're talking about the subject of marriage, we're going to get back yeah. to this word submission. <sighs> Lord, help us. Here we go. Here we go. That word, pornography. Oh, oh yeah. say that. Say yeah. that. Going to have to get into that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the goal of pornography mm -hmm. is to ensnare and to alter and to change mm -hmm. and to draw you away from the natural uh, use of the man and natural use of the woman. Mm -hmm. The longer you stay in pornography, the more it will twist your mind. Mm -hmm. There are scientific yeah. studies about this. It will twist your thinking. I knew a young man, mm -hmm. and I uh, still do, of course won't call any names, he may be watching, and I know he wouldn't mind me sharing his testimony, but this young man was married for a number of years. He's divorced now, unfortunately, but he had a horrible pornography addiction. Mm -hmm. When he was at work, he was watching pornography. When he was at home, watching pornography. And 
What it ultimately did is lead him to affairs. He had over, I believe he told me, 18 affairs, if not more, over the course of the years of his marriage. And his wife forgave, she forgave, she forgave. I'm telling you, she was a very patient woman. Mm. And she forgave, she forgave, she forgave, up to a point when, here's the the snare, it begins to twist. And here's the thing, if you can do something and you can undertake or do some type of sin or be with a prostitute, be with, have all these things and, uh, or, or, or use pornography and you say, nothing's happening to me. I can, I can do it because nobody's finding out. Let me tell you, that's it. If you, if you're saying that now you need to run to the altar because what that means, the enemy is currently setting up a trap. He's getting you used to going in and getting that bait getting that bait, getting it. And, uh, and eventually that trap is going to snap after everything is set up and set in place. Yeah. How? Because what, again, the pornography is a tool. It is a trap. It is a snare that the enemy uses to grab a hold of men and to twist and change. But not only men in our culture, right. many women now are, are subject uh, or under the control of that pornographic spirit. Yes. And that, that spirit is named pornea. And that thing needs to be renounced. And so here you are, you're a single man and you're a single woman and you're, and you're, you're watching these things online and you're, and you're doing these things. And now you're here in marriage. And what happens? You begin to expect your wife to be and to look like and to do what you've been seeing. Right. And, and you're, you're asking her to perform those certain actions that you saw on that and you're submitting her to that and say, you got to be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings, that brings horrible things in a relationship yeah. because she can't fulfill that. He can't fulfill that. Nope. And what it also does, it, it, it begins to twist the thinking, twist the mind, twist the relationship. And I know couples that say, well, it puts spice in our marriage. We watch it together. Don't do that because you're actually inviting the devil in your home. Yes. He will come in quietly. And he will set up traps all around the house. And at the appropriate time, he will detonate those traps and bring massive destruction uh, in in the home. So you don't want to do that. Uh, You don't want to do that. We need to pray for deliverance today from the spirit of pornography. I want to bring that before you guys. Then we're going to talk about... Go back to Ephesians. I don't know if we could go back to that now, because you are, we already we going down the road that is so something that is so important. Some somewhere somewhere along the line we have to get back to that. Uh, maybe do a whole segment of that yes. because I could tell you as a young man, I started out traveling the world. My first job working with a big shipping line, and they give you 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 have movies and these guys go out and rent those movies and you're watching those things. It takes me years to get those things out of my mind. I didn't that those my mother, my father, nobody in my um where I grew up had those movies. Because you know, the only thing we have basically is a little radio and a little small uh, nine inch um, black and white TV. So those things I've I've picked up while I was traveling all over the world because I was an engineer and just traveling and fixing engines and those big ships going off to different country. But I can tell you, as Pastor Mark said, and this is something that is so important, and I thank God for this opportunity for us to do this program because as much as we will say, well, I'm by myself and I'm not hurting anyone, I'm telling you, 
When that picture engraved in you and you go into your marriage with that, it will mess up a marriage because like Pastor Ma said, you're going to expect your wife to do these things and these things. When they can't do it, then you'll find yourself outside. And it is so important. We, we'll have to do some more segment than that right there. Pastor Boy, come on before Pastor Mark. Yeah, back I just want to say something, man. That's powerful. And that's the heart of God because that's what's going on today. Mm -hmm. uh, it has gone on in the past, but that is definitely what's going on today. One of the things that you have to be aware of when you're dealing with that spirit, and it is a spirit, yeah. is that it, it seeks to isolate you. Mm -hmm. It seeks to replace the image of God in you with a false image, a false image. Hear me out there this morning. A false image is not the real thing. And so men have been, especially, and women, like you mentioned, have been tricked by that because it, as the Bible says, wants to be like Diotrephes. The Bible said Diotrephes always like to have the preeminence in things. And so that spirit wants the preeminence in your life. So, and I, and I love the way you use that. He sets the bombs up and then detonates. Them. Yeah. And it's usually at a time when you can least expect, <laughs> yeah. least afford it. Mm -hmm. And so I heard in my spirit, as you were sharing, the Bible says, come out from among them, mm -hmm. touch not the unclean thing. Mm -hmm. Then I will receive you. Mm -hmm. And if you're in deep, if you're in really, really deep, you can't get yourself out. Yes. Someone has to come alongside of you and pray with you and get out. And when you get out, stay out mm -hmm. because freedom is better than bondage. Yeah. Wow. This, this is awesome. This, I'm telling you guys, it's hot up in this studio today. <laughs> And this man, they're going to be back again. We're going to be doing some series on, on uh, different topics of marriage because we're talking about marriage building topics to get you free, to get to help you to enjoy that wonderful marriage with your wife and to grow old and, and just enjoy that life that Christ said he came that we, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants us to have that wonderful life. So I'm, we're going to shift back to Pastor Mark as he come back to submission. Or wherever he going, we're following. <laughs> wherever he going, we could. Well, let's just say, I, I want to, we'll stay on this topic for just, just a moment longer. Yeah. Think about it. What have you said before your eyes, you will eventually become like? And one of the things that this spirit wants to do is to get your eyes, get your attention. He wants to grab your mind. Right. Now, I've seen this. I've seen men... Um, I want to stay on this, the men topic right now. Yeah. I've seen men that's so full of lust. And of course, he, he may, it may start at pornography, then, it, then it's strip clubs, and then it's this, and then it's yes. that. And if you focus on it, you begin to notice it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I've seen ministers. Yeah. I've seen ministers at the altar, and a lady comes up, and they're not praying, they're not looking in her eyes, they're looking at her breast. Absolutely. Yeah. They're looking at her breast, and she's, oh, what? I, I, I want prayer. I, I want prayer. But he doesn't know that he's doing this. This is, it, is, it has, has so overtaken him. He thinks he's being spiritual and doesn't notice that he's looking here when his mind is trained. This spirit has trained him to look for this everywhere. Wow. 
Because what is natural for a woman to have breasts? I mean, she needs to feed her children, feed, feed her babies. This is natural. Yeah. Uh, it is natural for a person to have a, a, a bum, a butt. It, it, is, it is natural. Yeah. But when, when we see these things and we immediately think pleasure, right. pleasure, mm -hmm. this is pleasure, this is pleasure, then we're going seeking for this pleasure. These are the signs of pleasure. And it doesn't matter where you see it then. It may not be on the computer or cell phone or television. It may be out somewhere else. Yeah. And you find yourself looking at it when you shouldn't be looking at it. Watching something when you shouldn't be in a, in a restaurant with your wife, you're talk, talking to her, but then here's some lady walk yep. by and you, right. yep. yep, and she got to, hey, what you doing? Uh -huh. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, oh, be, because inwardly, now understand something, because uh, pornography, lust, uh, can never be satisfied. Right. That's why you go from video to video to video to video to video, strip club, this strip club, this woman, this woman, that woman, that woman. It can never be satisfied. And then we get this image again of a woman because the enemy will try to show you the perfect woman with the perfect shape. And you've been looking at this, but then you look back at your spouse. Why don't you look like her? And it begins to just create a rift in the relationship. Yes. I'm going to send it back over. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm passing. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, the perfect example to look at in the Bible uh, is what happened to Samson with Delilah. That is one of the best examples of unchecked um, emotion, unchecked sin that went on and on and on. Even though his parents spoke to him about that, he didn't listen. Um, you know, he compelled his way. He forced his way. He pushed his way into that kind of sin. And even though it was not named that during that day, mm -hmm. the imagery he saw drove him from his own people. Mm -hmm. Right. And watch this. Pushed him over the edge, even so much in the lap of an enemy. Mm -hmm. He didn't even realize where he was. Mm -hmm. And so and so the goal of pornography also is to take your eyes from you, mm -hmm. to cut your eyesight off so that when your eyesight is eventually gone, your vision is eventually gone for your marriage, wow. now you're at the beck and call and you become a reactionary. Mm -hmm. You see somebody over here, boom, you gotta go over there. Right. You become a reactionary and not stationary. When you're stationary in your marriage, built up firm, you can resist the onslaught of attacks that come your way. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're reactionary, you're open for every, the Bible says, every wind and doctrine. Some people are, you ain't even supposed to say hello to. <laughs> because some of them, that, that especially when you're battling that, that one hello to the wrong person can open up a whole avenue that can eventually derail your vision for marriage. Mm -hmm. Hang in there. The word is the key. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. And and it taking me back with all this, it just pulling me back again to submission. Because when as as a young man, when I begin to when I submit to God, even those vision uh, um, those people that I was working with that just go out there and rent those videos and bring them back, you know, when they had black blackbuster and all that stuff, bring them back and you're watching it with them. Because you're not amongst mom or dad or anybody that you know. You're out there. You're working as a young man. My first job, I mean, traveling all over. 
And I had to get those vision out of my mind. And for me, it, it, it takes submission again, because I want to love my wife the way Christ loved the church. And if I want to love her like that, I have to submit to God and allow him to heal me of those visions. Amen. To get rid of all that stuff. I never know. Those things were so powerful and so dangerous. Dangerous. You're talking about watching something on your phone. The image that you create, it's just like a man who I can sit right here and constructively create like a chair or a table in my mind. I can see the image, how I want it. I want something to put my feet on. I want something to rest my, my whatever it is, you could create it in your mind. And that image could stay there for years. You know that you wanted to start a ministry for years. Right. And it's, it's, it stays in you. It's in there. You can't get rid of it. Yes. It's the same thing where the Bible said, what a man plant, what a man sow, that's what he read. When we sow those things into our eye, into our vision, we take the time and we keep watching and watching. Those are seed that we are sowing and it producing fruits. Mm -hmm. It producing. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, over time, those fruit will develop into something else. Those seed. And maybe, like you say, go outside your marriage. But, and that's why I told these young people. Young man, if you want to get married and if you really want to have a successful marriage, find people that is positive, that you can be around, who can sow into your life. Men sometimes is so full of pride mm -hmm. and think that they don't need anyone to teach them. They know everything. And then you go into a marriage unprepared. And next thing you know, things start falling apart. And you say, well, maybe she wasn't the right one for me. No, you wasn't prepared. You wasn't prepared. The Bible said in, th in, in Titus chapter 2 that the older man should teach the younger man. Amen. Amen. That's, that's part of God's word. It, it, it is necessary. And that's why I'm so, I have that zeal to be able to help the young man, help head of, head of household, because I was out there, my own, I have a father in my house. My mother and father lived together until um, they, they, they died. But I never had that conversation with my father about marriage, about wife, yeah. how I should treat my wife. Yeah. The, I, I remember, and it stick with me, for the, it, and it will always be with me. My mother always said, always said, I don't know what she used to say. She used to say, son, treat your wife right, you know. I'm like, mom, I'm saying to myself, mom, I'm your only son. You only have one son. You should be telling them to treat me right. But then when I begin to read and understand what the Bible said, the man who finded a wife, finded a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord, I understand. And he said, I think it's somewhere in First Peter, one of those um, books, it talks about um, be careful how you treat your wife that your prayer will not be hindered. Mm -hmm. And I can hear her echo, son, make sure you treat your wife right, you know. And that what those seed that was planted, God, and I, when being around men like you guys, and I love being around men, um, men of God where I can lawn because I'm always open to lawn. Mm -hmm. And that's how my marriage and my life becomes better and better every day. And as we got about two more minutes, what you got past the bill? Yeah, I just want to say this. Beware of the cotton candy syndrome. The Beware cotton candy of syndrome. the cotton candy syndrome. What you have heard this morning. Uh, is is very important. Don't don't let that stick get stuck down in your life, and then little by little, as you watch all that cotton candy spin around, when you when you, when they pull that stick back up, 
is full of something that was not. It went down clean. It went down white and pure, but it came up with all kind of stuff attached to it. Watch out for the cotton candy syndrome. Yeah, man, as we got a, a minute left, uh, we're going to let Pastor Mark give us the last remark. And I know he felt, I felt that passion. So you have to pray. You have to speak healing over those people right now. Now, let me say this, too, as we're closing out. One of the things the enemy does is he traffics in darkness. Mm. As Pastor Bill said, he wants to isolate you. <laughs> You're going to have to tell somebody. Yeah. One of the pathways to deliverance is not just saying, oh, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. You, your willpower alone won't do it. You're going to have to tell somebody. You're going to have to get an accountability partner. If you are married, tell your wife. It may be embarrassing. You may have to turn the lights off and tell her in darkness, hey, I'm doing this. I don't want to see your, your facial expressions. But you're going to have to tell her. Tell her what's going on. Tell, tell your pastor. Tell a friend. I'm having a problem in this area. And uh, be accountable unto them. Get them to pray with you. And then you've got to renounce that spirit. You've got to declare to it, you will not rule me. Jesus is my Lord. He is my master. He is my king. You will not rule me. So you have to take authority over this, and Christ will help you do that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I speak deliverance and healing for my friends that are watching. Lord, I speak deliverance from the spirit of pornography, from the spirit of lust. Lord, from these demonic powers, we declare right now by the stripes of Jesus, I speak healing. And by the authority of Christ Jesus, I, I bind these spirits and I command them to go from them now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I declare, let the resurrection power of Christ come alive on the inside of them. Lord Jesus, you are the Savior of the body. So, Lord, I pray now, save them, touch them, heal them, and deliver them. Now, thank you, Lord, for my friends that are watching from all around the world. Lord, I pray blessings over them and their relationships. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. I hope amen. you received that today. And I know you might not want to hear what we was talking about because sometimes when it hit like that we don't want to hear it but I, I i guarantee you if you listen to this man of god and you do what they said your life your marriage will be so wonderful that you will begin to shout you begin to thank god that you watch this video because i'm telling you you need to have a, a wonderful a marriage god wants you to have that but with all that junk in your life it can destroy your marriage so I'm Nelson, and along with Pastor Bill and Pastor Mark, we love you guys. Until next time, we want to say thank you for watching. Until next time, we love you, and God loves you even more. Peace, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.